All right, welcome back to Crossing the Line. Um, Eric is here with your host, Taylor. Eric, my man, we have some divisional Saturday-Sunday playoffs. The time the time is now. Some of the best games of the year boiled down to this. It's, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here and good football to be played. It's playoff weather. It's playoff season. You can smell it in the air. No, that wasn't a fart. You can smell it. Hopefully the games live up to, to the hype, man. But honestly, tell me one or two things that is better than playoff football. Playoff hockey. That You're not wrong. You're, you're really um, not wrong. But it's I don't close... know. Yeah, it is a close second. Um, and then. A good cold but... beer after, on a hot day on a boat. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe buttered toast. <laughs> On Sunday morning, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I'm a simple man. <laughs> uh, simple man doing simple things. But will I quickly just jotted down my record last week? Um, I was four six and one. So again, not a not a positive day. But Pittsburgh really screwed me. But hey, good for the Browns. And again, we'll dive more in depth on the games upcoming on Saturday and Sunday. So today we're. Recording on Thursday, so January 14th. And, man, uh, it's two days we got football playoffs, dude. Two days. Yeah, that's right, man. And hopefully it does go better than last week. Um, missed on a couple games. Had a couple heartbreaking pushes. Hate those. Um, lost uh, lost my my pick em, my my six-team pick em, uh straight-up winners uh, parlay, of course. You know, hard to predict those, but I uh, had to throw it in there. Um, just for the grins and then uh, so so Saturday wasn't too bad but Sunday man I got just just devastating just devastating yeah. day on Sunday but uh, looking to bounce bounce back of course as we do um, with uh, with some insight uh, coming to you here now and uh, hopefully put some good bets down uh, on this coming weekend and win some money that's the goal man that's the goal <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive right into Saturday at 3.30, we have the Los Angeles Rams um, coming to Lambeau, our homer, Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers right now are favorited at 6.5 with a total at 45.5. And, and again, I might be super biased on this one, dude. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I got the shakes. I, I don't really know. What to think, man? But hey, it's playoffs, and we're here. We're just here to yeah. Have like fun. I said, it all boils down to this, and uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is gonna let us know whether or not he's for real this year. Um, you know, it, it all. Like I said, I mean, he. This is a pretty much a, almost a must win. It feels like for Aaron Rodgers. You know, all the hype um, leading into the into the postseason. He led the team all year, as well as the NFL. Um, you know, hopefully he can he can get it done against a, a really, really good uh, Rams defense. I'm also nervous, but uh, at the end of the day, I do, I do believe they have what it takes to get the job done. But um, just to jump right into it, the, <laughs> not a good sign. No. The model does. The model is wrong occasionally, but the model <laughs> does have uh, the Rams to cover one point in a tight game. Um, 
projected at only 43 total points, so a little bit under the uh, the line right now for the over-under. Um, and the spread is looking good for the Rams getting those points. However, this is the Rams' uh, full-season stats, um, you know, with a – you know, an entirely healthy team or, and, you know, throughout the year, most of their team is, is good. And, uh, you know, they ran the, ran the ball well all year. Um, passing wasn't very good, um, but it is uh, accumulation of the year with a healthy Jared Goff. Now we're going to see a little bit banged up Jared Goff. I think, you know, we're going to get some, some weather here, uh, Today, tomorrow, maybe bleeding into uh, Saturday. Hopefully, it does get a little bit, uh, you know, crappier weather, so it does fluster the the Rams' um, offense and defense uh, as they try to stop Aaron Rodgers and all of his weapons. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I do we, do we? I, I so here's the thing. I don't think that. And now, um, going to knock on wood here. Um, don't want to jinx, don't want to jinx the, the Packers here, but, um, I, I don't think that they're going to have too much trouble, um, or they shouldn't have too much trouble in this game. Um, like I said, they shouldn't, I think they have everything set up. Um, their defense is going to be absolutely keying on, uh, on Los Angeles's uh, run game. And, uh, you know, they're going to force Jared Goff to, to win the game. If uh, you know, if he can, which I doubt. So I think that they they they, they got the formula down to to cover this spread. Um, it, it, but how do you go against what we've been pretty much going against going with all year in giving the 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 non-Packer team uh, the points, you know, down the stretch? And uh, obviously, I think they're what I think six games they won six games in a row or seven games in a row down six, the stretch with, with 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 that betting with that betting strategy uh obviously we uh were big keys on that um clearly but um yeah i i think i'm gonna have to go with the rams plus six and a half on this one uh as far as the over under i kind of i was okay so i'm i like the under at first uh the under has hit in five of the Rams' last six games when playing in Lambeau or at Lambeau. However, I think I think the Packers don't skip a beat here. I think they put up at least, I say at least 30 points in this game. And, you know, if the Rams, I think that, you know, they're going to obviously going to have to try to keep up. Um, you know, whether or not they do that is a different question uh, with obviously their stronger run offense than pass. But, um, I, I think that they could squeak out some some garbage, uh, you know, get some garbage pass interference calls on the Packers secondary and, you know, get in, in range for field goals and, and maybe squeak a couple into the end zone. Um, so I, I actually kind of like the over here. Um, what are you thinking? All right. <clears throat> so I feel, like I, talk, I feel like we've been talking for 10 minutes. Yeah, no. So, well, and you wait, dude, because I got some notes on this bad boy. I got some. I got some stats. I, I did my own little uh, mathematician here. Um, but mm, the I, dirt. Give me the dirt. Give me the dirt. Okay, so obviously, I think the the best way to describe <clears throat> this Rams team is hobbled. It's hobbled. It's kind of I don't want to say injury plagued, but it's definitely you know they have 
injuries down the stretch, and that's every single team. When you come into the playoffs, uh, you know, a healthy team is a great team to, to kind of have and root for. But, you know, Jared Goff with his thumb, Cooper Cup being questionable, uh, you know, Aaron Donald having that rib injury. I, I Again, they say that he should be pretty good to go um, on Saturday. But this is honestly like stats for the whole season. It's the best defense against the best offense just statistically. So I'm super pumped to kind of see that matchup. Uh, another side yep. note is Green Bay is allowing, uh, I think like 6,500 fans could be huge. And I know that's not a lot, but it's better than zero in my you know personal opinion to, again, kind of pump up the, you know, the Packers a little bit and have a, a, a slight home field advantage with this whole COVID, you know, kind of season going on, man. So, um, I think too that a huge factor, if not the biggest factor, of this game is going to be how Green Bay's offensive line can hold up against uh, a really good defensive front. Um, you know, obviously they they pressure the ball. They get you know I think they sacked Russell five times last game and really caused you know not not a great rhythm. But that's what Green Bay's offense does is they set up. Yeah, a and. and, and... And speaking of health, I, I believe uh, this is like one of the most healthy, the uh, healthy or the most health. How do I want to say this? The Packers are the healthiest they've been pretty much all year. So perfect, perfect scenario heading into their first playoff game of the season um, of this postseason. So, yeah, they, they, they're they going to have all every single almost every single one of their weapons. I don't know. um I haven't seen any anything today about any new new injuries or um, any major injuries. I think they might they might have like just about a full squad, they, which is super nice. They do, um, except for the guy, the offensive lineman. I think his last name is Val. Here, I might pronounce that wrong, but he. Oh, well, he just got he just got added anyway. I didn't even know if he was eligible or not. Right, he he technically was eligible, but he was on the COVID list. Um, and I think Kinsley Kiki is also out. He's a, you know, defensive lineman that had a couple good, you know, showings, I guess, you know, but not a, not a very big, I guess, star. Um, uh, but he's a, he's kind of a plug in play guy, but, um, other than that, you know, hopefully the whole COVID nope, protocol, doesn't... nobody, nobody having, um, bruised or cracked ribs or a broken thumb like Aaron Donald and Jared Goff do on the, on the Rams. Exactly. And two, I mean, your quarterback having that kind of injury could, again, play a huge factor. So you, you almost want to root for, you know, a cold kind of shit weather game. So he might not be able to grip the ball well. Uh, he statistically also is not very good, um, not only in the playoffs, but, you know, he's one and two, I believe, on the road. So uh, that's, again, kind of the, the chips are in our side on that one. But a couple stats, man, and I think this is a huge coaching you know, McVeigh versus LaFleur, they're obviously buddies. They, they you know, deem themselves as really, really good friends. But the uh, the Rams are 37-0 and 0 when leading at halftime. So if the Packers can get out, in my opinion, out to a, a, a good lead, you know, 10 points, 7 points even, um, going into halftime, it, it's going to be promising. So the Packers this whole year outscored opponents – 299 to 163 points in the first half, which is wow. pretty lopsided, right? Although, here's my big however, which makes me a little nervous. We got outscored. Um, we, I mean, the Packers, 
124 to 107 in the second half. So that's pretty close. And when you get into such a heavy lead, it is hard to keep your foot on the gas. I know the Packers have had problems with that in the past, but I think they've done a really good job of cleaning that up this year. You know, I think that if you outscore your opponents by that much, I th- it's, it is so hard to, you know, like I said, keep your foot on the throats of your opponent for the full four quarters. Um, I just throw that in there. You know what I mean? You know, you get out to a huge lead. Of course, they're going to – the the other team is so desperate to come back. I mean, they're going to score points. And they're going to play prevent defense. You know what I mean? They're going to be off the ball a little bit more, but um, – Yeah, that, I mean, yeah that, scat, that stat doesn't – that scat. Yeah, that scat. That's, that's a scat stat, a poopy stat but for me. I'm, the, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. Well, the, the kind of the, – the decision that I made, that, like just kind of jotting that down in my brain is – we're a very good scripted team, right? We can still make adjustments at halftime. Uh, and obviously McVeigh is a, a really smart coach and, you know, they'll, they'll do the same, but you know, we, if we have a script and we have a game plan um, that we can at least get a, a decent sized lead in, in going into, you know, halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, and then obviously having Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter is, is a huge plus, but I think, man, that's going to be promising. However, my pick, I'm still going to take the Rams plus six and a half. Um, I'm going to keep doing it until um, I'm going to, well, until the season's over, really. Um, and then what you were saying, too, about the over under is I think that Green Bay scores, uh, like you said, 30. I think 28 is a, is a really, really good number. Um, and I do think the Rams score, you know, a couple of, you know, touchdowns and field goals and, and things you know like that. Of, you know what I just thought of, too? You know, you you know that the the Rams are going to struggle a bit on offense. Um, one in Lambeau, two Jared Goff's broken um, broken thumb, making them a pretty one dimensional offense. Um, so I believe as the as the whole season, uh, you know, the whole season told the same story. The Packers would dominate time of possession. And what do you think they're going to do with the, all that time? They're going to put points on the board. So. Anyway, it didn't mean to cut you off, but I, no. we didn't really talk about uh, you know time of possession. And like I said, the Packers are number one in time of possession and just keeping that ball away from that offense. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of passing yards. That the, the Rams are going to have to attempt a lot of passes in this game because the Packers are going to keep the ball away from them, get up, get a good, nice, solid lead. And uh, um, But I do, do think the Rams do have the talent um, on their offense to put up some points. Well, right. And even looking at, you know, the, the ESPN talk shows and podcasts and stuff, and they're like, I can't wait to see, you know, the Packers offense versus the Rams defense. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think the key is going to be how, you know, if we can contain um, the, the Rams, and I keep saying we, the, if, I'm, I'm so biased. If the Packers can contain the Rams, you know, run heavy offense like we did with Tennessee, um, I know the the Bears kind of you know had had a couple rip ripping runs in the in the last game of the season, but um, you know if if we can really just slow them down and make them beat us with the pass, definitely uh, a huge plus on our side. So just with the total, I'm I'm gonna take the over as well. I'm not only gonna cheer for points, 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 um, but I'm also gonna you know have that have that Rams plus six and a half locked and loaded, man. So. That's really all I got for for stats and, and outlook on this game. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we can squeak out that win. Yep. So I was going to ask, um, 
since we beat this game right into the ground, um, who your winner is, my, <laughs> if, I, my, if I had to ask. I, you don't even have to ask. You already know yeah. who I think. Yep, absolutely. I don't, even, don't even think about it. Go Green Bay. Yep, GB. All right, man, second game. And I think this game is going to be really exciting. So Saturday has – well, obviously any playoff matchup is is super fun to watch. But uh, we got Baltimore at Buffalo. Uh, again, huge win for Buffalo uh, last week. Kind of gives me chills a little bit, actually. I don't know if it's my cold room or if it's, you know, having them actually win a playoff game. But, you know, good for good for that city. So we have uh, Buffalo at two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total at 49 and a half. So Eric, give me your Saturday night prediction. All right. So um, just to jump into the model here, uh, I got Buffalo covering one and a half points. So the model's got a close game, just like the the Vegas line's at right now, with a total projected uh, points of 52 and a half. Um, So a close, decently high-scoring game, or just a moderate, maybe a slightly above-average game. Um, for these two. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on Baltimore. I didn't watch a ton of their games. Um, I did, however, watch, um, I would say, the majority of their playoff game um, last week. And, you know, they, they looked they looked good. They were moving the ball well, which was kind of something I didn't think that they could do. I didn't think, I didn't think Lamar Jackson could, like, even throw the ball. Um, because like we said before, he passes with his legs. Um, but when if he's if he's off to the races running the ball, um, man, look out! That that offense is a freight train because they got <clears throat> so many weapons. As far as you know, when the uh, when they snap the ball, you don't know if they have three people in the backfield. Let's say two running backs and Lamar Jackson. You do not know who is, one, getting the ball, who's going to be a blocker, who's a decoy. Like, there are so many different things they can run. It is so scary. Um, that's why they're the pretty much the number one uh, rushing offense and the, the lowest um, passing because they don't need to put the ball in the air. Uh, you know, that limits mistakes, and mistakes are huge in the playoffs. So here I go talking about Baltimore. However, Buffalo – is on an absolute terror, and they don't stop scoring. Um, the Colts did give them a run for their money. They the Colts do have a pretty good defense, um, and it seemed like it, for some. I mean, obviously it was it's player go home, but the Colts seemed to have like some kind of a, like desperation uh, mode on defense last week. That kind of gave Buffalo a little bit of trouble. I think Josh Allen had the jitters a little bit. Um, not to mention, so both Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen getting their first playoff wins last week. So huge. So this is going to be a huge game for both of them. Um, you know, it's, it's going to come down to who is going to make the the first or most mistakes that is going to cost them the game. Maybe not game costing, but, you know, definitely um, – you definitely don't want to make mistakes early on this Baltimore team if you're Buffalo – and you could say the exact same thing if you're Baltimore uh, with that Buffalo defense. You know, I, I think Baltimore's defense is a little bit overrated. Um, I'm not saying they're bad, um, but I think that both these defenses are pretty, pretty uh, similar in in uh, in their design and makeup. Um, 
And I, I give the edge to Buffalo's offense against Baltimore's defense. So just without further ado, I like I like Buffalo to cover. I think that they have just been the, the more dominant team this year. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to try to do a little bit too much. And last week he did prove me wrong. Remember, I bet against him um, saying that, you know, thought that um, – you know, he was going to choke again for the third time. Uh, well, he didn't. He had a tremendous game. But what can he do in his second when the stakes are even higher against one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL in the last uh, seven weeks um, in Buffalo? So I, I, I like Buffalo to cover and obviously win. Um, the over-under, I, I, I think I might have to wait for your pick on this. I didn't have it predetermined uh, looking at it. I don't I don't love it, but, I mean, for the, the listeners here and just for, um, you know, conversation, we got to pick a side here. But I want to I want to know what you got on this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, dude, like, it's going to be an awesome game. But these two teams, in my opinion, are polar opposites when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Baltimore is such a run-heavy offense with Lamar, you know, with Dobbins. Um, I don't even know if Mark Ingram is on the team anymore, uh, but Gus Edwards even. And, yeah, I know Lamar was throwing the ball pretty well against uh, – against, they played the Titans, right? I can't even remember. My brain yep. hurts so much. Um, you know, and the Titans' defense, again, is, is was very suspect coming into that. But they it feels like they couldn't even stop a nosebleed. So – he was running all over him, um, you know, passing on some dimes. But I think Baltimore, you know, Baltimore is a, such a run-heavy offense. But Buffalo, man, Josh can uh, – he can beat you with his legs, but he can also just torch the ball for, you know, 400 yards in with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley being back. Um, and I believe John Brown, um, their other wide receiver who was out for, I think, four or five games, uh, he's back as well. So I – Really do like Buffalo taking um, the win on this game, even though our you know projected uh, spread is only at one and a half for the model. But you know two and a half getting that extra point, winning by you know a field goal or more. Um, I really do think that that Buffalo definitely covers this game, and it is really cool to see. Kind of a side note of these like two young quarterbacks. You know, year three, man, it's it's really awesome to to see both these guys. You know, trying to to reach that, that pinnacle of, um, you know, the AFC championship game, man. So um, I just yeah, think kudos, certainly, kudos yeah, certainly the, the future of the NFL right here, you know, staring us in the face uh, in a right. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night showdown. It's, it's going to be, yes, like you said, super fun to watch. going to be a great game. And then when it comes to the total, I, I, I don't think I can bet the under against, uh, a hot Buffalo team that can put up points in literally a flash. Same thing with Baltimore. I mean, if you know they can rip off a 50-yard run like they did last week in, in a touchdown, I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game uh, with, again, both defenses being being average with Baltimore having the edge on that one, uh, you know, a little bit better than Buffalo statistically throughout the season. But I, I really do think, man, that these guys are going to just come out and sling, um, you know, two really good head coaches – but I, I think Buffalo covers uh, in, a, in a high-scoring affair, man. So I'm going to take the over on this one. I just think that, you know, with it being at 49.5 and dropping, that just to maybe hold off on it and pull the trigger. 
but yeah. I, I really would take the over on this. Yeah, I think I agree with you on the over. I, I remember, I think, like two weeks in the past seven where, you know, I bet the under on Buffalo and, um, you know, it's the middle of the third quarter and I am shaking my head at my at my past self wondering why the hell I thought Buffalo was ever going to sk- stop scoring in an NFL game. Man, do they just put up some awesome numbers down the stretch. Um, yeah, let's go over. Let's uh, let's hope for some fireworks on Saturday night. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. So an awesome Saturday slate game, um, that three and that seven o'clock, man. But let's move on to to Sunday. So a weird start time. I'm not a not a huge fan, but we got Cleveland at Kansas City at two o'clock in the afternoon, which I mean isn't bad, isn't bad at all. But Kansas City a 10-point favorite, double digits, with a total at 57. So I think Arrowhead's going to be rocking with those fans, man. But I just want to hear hear your intake. Um, So I got Kansas City covering eight, eight and a half, which is pretty big for this model, especially for uh, – it's the biggest model by far. All the other model, all the other – I'll just give you a sneak peek of next game too in this little tidbit. But all the other spreads are under two. Um, and here's this one, Kansas covering eight and a half um, with a total projected at 57 and a half. So a very high scoring projected game, um, you know, with both defenses being, I would say, average. Again, Kansas City's defense is a little overrated, I believe. Um, they do have awesome schemes, though. They scheme very well. Obviously, an, like an all-star coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They've been here before. They've seen it all. Um, I don't think can, uh, Cleveland can really throw anything at them uh, that they haven't seen um, or are ready for. Um, however, Cleveland has a lot of weapons and a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I think that their run game is one of the best, if not the best in the league with that one-two punch of Chubb and Hunt. Um, and, you know, I think that there are some points p- to be scored in this game. However, Kansas City down the stretch has not looked very good as as far as as far as putting up a huge amount of points and just going off on teams. They down the stretch, like the la- even the last, I'll say the last half of the season. Um, kind of seemed like they went into, you know, autopilot mode a little bit, kind of just knowing that they were on top, doing doing what they – they were winning games, but doing, like, just what they needed to do, um, to, you know, to get the win and not really blowing teams out of the water, which I think they're capable of. But I don't know if they can just all of a sudden switch that back on with this – uh, with this matchup, especially having a week off, yes, it's a it's a week well rested. But listen, Cleveland didn't lose anything, um, you know, against the Steelers as far as uh, you know injuries. I don't believe uh, nothing major. Um, they're firing on all cylinders. The team is super inspired. Everyone's jumping on them. Uh, they, everyone's believing in them. Uh, I am too. I like Cleveland with all of those glorious points. That's ten points is too much in a all out, um, you know, win or go home game, especially with this Cleveland team that has made it the farthest their franchise has made it in 20 years. Um, they, they're going to keep, they're going to find a way to keep it close. 
Um, I do think Kansas City does win this game, but uh, give me the points to Cleveland. Um, again, that over-under scares the shit out of me. Um, 50, <laughs> 57 is a lot of points. And like what like what I just said uh, with, with Kansas City keeping games close, is this going to be a close game at – around 57 or is it going to be a close game around 42 you know what i mean it's going to be one or the other i don't know if i i can pick it myself but i would i think i'd lean for the under just because it's so damn high what do you think yeah dude okay so again kudos to cleveland who would have thunk that they you know would uh would have take down the you know the the pittsburgh steelers who were they were kind of in a spiral as is um but the, I, I, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's, it is the Chiefs, and like you were saying, they can, uh, you know, put teams away, but they haven't looked like the dominating Super Bowl champs that we saw, uh, you know, last year. Like, do, do, um, do people think? Do people think that they're just going to come out of the gate? You know, they've had one extra week of rest um, over Cleveland or you know whoever they were going to play, and then just come out just absolutely sparks flying, like. I, that's it, so it's so hard for me to believe you know what i mean like how does a team do that but if it, any, I, but if any team could i guess it'd be kansas city but come on i mean it's especially it, the way they look down the stretch right right and i know they they rested most of their their stars and starters uh versus the chargers in the last game of the regular season and you know obviously that can that can help or you know does it hurt hopefully they can all you know be healthy and uh, you know, they don't have too much rust on them, but, uh, you know, Cleveland was, they looked like they were clicking on all cylinders, um, you know, running the ball. Baker was still, uh, you know, throwing some dimes out there versus Pittsburgh. But I honestly think if Cleveland has a shot to win this game, which I still think Kansas City wins, but I, I think Cleveland keeps it a, a little bit closer than than Chiefs fans would like. So I am going to take Cleveland plus 10, but some stats and ranks, man. Um, Cleveland's offense is third total in the run, um, I believe, behind Tennessee and Baltimore at one and two there. But I, I their defense though is it's it's middle of the road. However, dude, I, this blew my mind just reading this. Their defense total ranked Kansas City's this is um, is third total ranked in the NFL. Like I did not uh, I did not know that. Um, looking at this and their offense is 24 out of 32. So they are officially dead last in rushing in the entire season. You know, they obviously Clyde Edwards Allaire going out, uh, you know, four or five weeks ago was pretty huge with them with his ankle and hip uh, and Le'Veon Bell, you know, what the hell happened to him? I don't really know, um, but they're only 15th ranked in the past. So again, a little bit above average, which you would guess, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and all those offensive weapons, like, you know, at least a top five, dude, they didn't even crack the top 10. So, um, so, so Kansas, so what I'm thinking, what I'm hearing is Kansas city's formula is their defense keeps them in games. And Patrick Mahomes just puts the little bit of sprinkle on top to get them over the finish line first, or, you know, uh, with a little over the finish line with just, just, um enough points to beat the opponent is that is that kind of what that's kind of what i'm hearing yeah exactly and i think it's it's almost the polar opposite of last year like you would say oh their offense just scores points and their defense just has to make a couple stops like i think 
now it's their defense is pretty damn good um, statistically wise. Again, I haven't really watched a lot of full Kansas City games. Um, but yeah, I it's their defense can make stops and then it's just Patrick Mahomes and that offense finding a way to score, you know, in those big plays, um, you know, 50 yards plus you have Kelsey, you have Hill, you know, you got Sammy Watkins, you got all these guys that, that can, you know, harden whatever you have all these guys that can, that can flat out ball and then just Patrick Mahomes finding a way to, to score points. But, um, you know, with all that being said, I think Cleveland does at least cover the, the 10 spot there with the double digits uh, and Eric, I was going with you, man, uh, when you were kind of talking about the over-under. I think the under is a really good pick, especially with it being at 57. It just – it is a lot of points. Um, you know, it's either going to be a close, low-scoring game, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, I didn't, say, I'm, I didn't say I'm putting uh, that over-under in any of my parlays this weekend, but no, um, I would edge on the under. Yes, a hundred percent. So that's that's kind of the the game up in wraps, man. Do you have any more on this one? Um, no, I'm ready to move on. I think that uh, well, I think that was a good analysis. In, yeah, in Cleveland, uh, they had a couple guys actually out versus Pittsburgh. They had some some cornerbacks out, um, and and some defensive guys out. I think with COVID still, so they're they're coming back officially. I saw that today. So again, their their defense is even healthier than what they played against uh, Big Ben in that passing offense, and it was the same result, right? Uh, Pittsburgh, they they all they really did was pass, um, and they couldn't run the ball worth worth a gosh darn, um, you know, crap for against um, you know the Cleveland Browns. So I I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be an awesome game, but Cleveland plus ten, bet the under, and then. We got our final game Sunday at five forty. Sunday, is, Sunday, Sunday. At least the game's gonna be over before my bedtime, which I do like. But we got Tampa Bay going to New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is favored by three points with a total at fifty-two. All right, so I got Tampa, 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 Tampa Bay to cover a point and a half in this game um, with a total projected score of 51 and a half. Now, Taylor, this is the third time that these two teams have met this year. Third time. You're pushing my buttons. Do you know how the first two went? New Orleans beat Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa has to come back. To New Orleans in a playoff game. It's the two. It's the two oldest. Two of the oldest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and combined oldest uh, was the two. The combined oldest age uh, combination of quarterbacks in a playoff starting quarterbacks in a playoff game in NFL history. Two <laughs> two grandpas going at it head to head. A divisional game for these two in the divisional round. Super exciting. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, man. <laughs> I Can New Orleans beat Tampa Bay a third time? Okay. The reason that you're laughing, and we talked about this before we really started airing here, is I literally wrote down, if I have to hear, one more ESPN or any sports 
analysts say, it's so hard to beat a team uh, three times in a season. Well, no shit. It's hard to beat them once. It's the NFL. I don't, I don't get – this is my rant. I, I literally do not understand that. And I, I know it's hard. It's the odds that you're playing against. It's the schemes. It's, yeah, they understand each other. You know, they're in the same division. But holy shit, if you can beat a dead horse, come back to life, and then beat it to death again – that is exactly what I'm hearing. Yeah. And how about exactly? Bananas. How about and how about this? So you know, yeah, that's exactly right. Yes, it is. Yes, it, I would say it's difficult, but not uh, too difficult for the. I believe the best overall team in the NFL right now in New Orleans. I do believe that they get it done. We'll just put that out of the way. I think they win this game outright. So you remember when t- uh, Tom Brady was in New Orleans? He had that one place, that one team that always gave him trouble. That was playing in Miami against the Dolphins. Yep, one hundred percent. Tom Brady is you, you call him the you know greatest of all time. You know whatever all that all those accolades whatever. I, I get that, but he's always had a bugaboo. Okay, and just because he switched teams doesn't mean that he, he didn't bring his bugaboo with him. Guess what? The <laughs> bugaboo just changed fa- its ugly face, and it's not – it is no longer uh, Miami it, or Miami at uh, Hard Rock Stadium, the Dolphins. It is now uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and the, the Saints of New Orleans. You know beating him, beating him two times this year, and one of them obviously being in New Orleans. And I think that now that he has to go back in New Orleans, he, Tom is not going to have what it takes to overcome whatever deficit the the New Orleans uh, team puts on him. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, it, it, say what you want about the guy. I said he's great. He's got the talent to do it, but he just has something. He just has that one place that he can't play, and I think it's New Orleans this year. And, and every year the, for uh, the rest of his career. <laughs> when you when you said the bug, I just imagined him like carrying around a stuffed animal or like a voodoo doll. Yeah, yes, yes, like, yes, yes. He carries the bugaboo and he's just like looking at it at night uh, when he goes to bed at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. he's doing he, he just, is doing voodoo rituals right now to try to shake off whatever magic spell he's got uh, about New Orleans and, and, and how he can't beat him. He has never he has never been swept by a division opponent in his career, Taylor, until this year. That's so insane. so if you were going to say that, you know, yes, if you were gonna say that New Orleans can't beat him just statistically because it's hard to to beat uh a team three times, then get out of here because you can beat Tom Brady three times in a year if you've already beat him twice. You know why not? Why not break another record? Well, I okay. I I think that you're right. We can, we can get into the, we can get into some specifics now instead of the theory. Yeah. But <laughs> it's I know how I feel. It's just the it's the the whole three times like yeah, it, but it's also hard to lose to a team three times in a row. You That's, know what? I, oh, just, very yeah, good yeah, good point. I mean, well, thank you. I I just I don't know, man. But um, the scores that that we saw, it was the first game they played New Orleans um, in the season. It was thirty four twenty three New Orleans on top, um, and then 
the ass kicking that Tom Brady had on primetime and they lost 38 to three in Tampa. I, I don't see it being that big of a, a one-sided where I can see this being, um, you know, kind of like the first game of 34, 23. Um, but me personally, you think new Orleans wins? I think Tampa Bay uh, comes out on top and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, if you can, can pressure Drew Brees who can't, well, at least it seems like he can't throw the ball more than five yards, kind of like Big Ben. He has that little like little gimp in his shoulder, that little hitch, I guess, as the as the the analysts say, the little hitch in his shoulder. Um, I think that uh, Breeze makes more mistakes than Brady. Brady wins. Interesting. I think. I, I think. I think. Exact thing you said. Um, I think for um, Tom Brady. I think. Um, with the new system, Tom Brady, you know, he, they, they've been clicking, but they've been playing garbage opponents. Um, you know, they had a tough team in Washington last week that, you know, yeah, they beat, they, they outscored uh, a XFL quarterback. Um, so congratulations to Tampa Bay, but now they face a real team uh, that they do know well. Um, but and, and the thing is, is, you know, Tom Brady used to have to throw or only have to throw five, six, seven yards down the field. And his, you know, his uh, the routes that they designed and the play designs that they had allowed players to get yards after the catch and and all these things and then pad Tom Brady stats and, you know, whatever. Um, this year, that's Tom Brady or uh, Drew Brees. He doesn't need to throw all that far. He's the most accurate passer in the league. And he's got Michael Thomas. He's got Alvin Kamara. You know, he's got and he's got uh, some young receivers that have been just showing out uh, down the stretch. And I think that uh, that New Orleans has more than enough weapons on on the both sides of the ball to one shut down or at least uh, choke up Tom Brady, as well as uh, put some points on the board in a in a decent uh, Tampa Bay defense. And I think that that Sean Payton and his staff is smart enough to to scheme up some plays where where Drew Brees doesn't have uh, the ball in his hands too long. Um, you know, he gets it out quick, and whether that to be you know Alvin Kamara on a screen or quick slants or things like that. You know, so both both offenses kind of function. I mean, the same, but also a little differently. Where Tom Brady does have to throw the ball down the field now, and Bruce Arians, uh, you know, kind of quarterback centered, uh, deeper pass. Um, uh, style offense. I think Tom Brady throws for two interceptions at least in this game, and New Orleans comes out on top. Dude, I, I, th- it's, it's gonna be, I, and I think too, like we kind of go back and forth of, I can see this happening, but to the opposite team, that's how great of a matchup in a game. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, will be, you know. But if we, and, and how um, interesting would it be if we just agreed on everything and went about our business? That'd be dumb. Right. Right. Exactly. We got to We got to throw some sparks in here, but I, I am the first one to say that I wouldn't be mad if new Orleans wins, but I just think that Tom and, you know, he'll, they'll, they'll run the clock. They'll manage the game. Although I, I truly do believe it's going to be whoever has the ball last or scores. Well, obviously scores last, but whoever has the ball last, is going to drive down the field and win that game. And I, th- I just, I have a, a beating in my heart um, that it's going to be, it's going to be Tampa 
And you're going to hear on Monday morning on how Tom Brady led a comeback and they're going to make it to the NFC championship game and blah, blah, blah. But I, it's going to make me sick hearing that, but <laughs> I just think Tampa Bay's defense, I, I, I personally do think that they, they, you know, have a, a revenge tour and that's basically all I'm, I'm picking this pick. If on. that does happen, is, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, so I'm going to, I'm personally just going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to take them plus three and a pussy. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. I, I got, I got basically screwed on so many. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, no, what I was going to say is if, so if that does happen, if Tampa Bay does win, you know what I'm going to get sick of hearing next week is how Tom Brady is one game away from making NFL history for having, for being in the, or being his home, home team or playing in his home stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. I'm not saying that it'll beat the Packers or the Rams or whoever comes on top of that game, but he's, it's going to be a huge story about he's about how he's one game away. Yeah, I agree. But okay, now let's go total. Do you think this is going to go over or under? Um, I think it's going to go over. I think it's going over. I think it goes over by a lot. Yeah, I think this is again going to be up in the high twenties, high thirties. Yeah, I think this game hits. Uh, I think, I think this game hits sixty uh, early in the fourth quarter. Ooh, that's ooh. I I think I honestly think you're right too, but. If this is a dud and it's like nine to six, just put me to bed. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's I, I honestly I I really do think that all of these games, the only one that I have a huge question mark on is that Cleveland Kansas City because I really don't know what the outcome or what that game plan looks like. But um, I honestly think too that these these matchups are are prime time. You know, there was no last second game winner that they shouldn't be there. I think all of these teams. Um, you know, kind of showed their true hands throughout the whole entire season and almost, I don't want to say predicted, uh, but they, they definitely all deserve to, to be, you know, playing in this divisional round. Oh, I can, so I can I, not I, agree I'm more. So, so I'm so pumped to watch it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. We got Tampa Bay. Well, I got Tampa Bay plus three and a half in the over and Eric, are you going New Orleans minus three? You over? Bet. All right. Dude, so quick review on our picks. I know there's only four games. Um, so this was a, a quick epi today. Uh, I don't know why I just said that. Episode today. Um, so I guess, Eric, let's start with uh, the Saturday, the the little Green Bay game, and then go and, and tell your picks. Yeah, man. Saturday afternoon. Got the homers uh, taking on the Rams. Um, I got Rams with the points, um, as, in, as in tradition. Uh, and then the over right now it's at 45 and a half. Um, I don't think it's going to, I don't think any of these lines are going to move very much from here until, uh, you know, Saturday morning. So whenever you want to put your picks in, I don't expect them to move very much. Um, and, and even if it did move, I'd probably still take the Rams with the points and the over. Um, next game, Buffalo hosting Baltimore. I think Buffalo has got the edge. Um, so they're going to cover two and a half where it's at right now. And then the over, uh, in a in a higher scoring game uh, against Baltimore's clicking offense, um, next game I have Cleveland with the points. Uh, Cleveland uh, traveling to Kansas City um, in a I think a sloppy game that also uh, hits the under. Right now it's at fifty seven, um, and then 
for to wrap up the divisional round, uh, Drew Brees uh, gets to uh, shove his bugaboo right up Tom Brady's arse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hand him a, a nice little loss there um, Saturday night. Uh, New Orleans covers minus three, um, and then the over. Uh, right now it's at 52 in a very high-scoring game. Um, and then just to run through – hold on, I'll run through my winners. Uh, Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City, New Orleans. I know they're all favorites, kind of boring, but uh feel pretty good about that. That's there. Dude, I can't <laughs> stop laughing at that bugaboo game. <laughs> you mark my words. Mark my words. Holy shit. All right, so my picks. Um, I'm going to go Rams plus six and a half. You know, it's, it's a tradition I've been having for about seven weeks now. So betting the uh, – the the team that plays against the Packers. So Rams plus six and a half, and I'm going to go over of that 45 and a half. Also, Eric, I want to make a side bet with you for this game over under Taylor drinks, bloody Mary's. I want to go three and a half. I'm going to go under the games. At three, okay, I, the games at what? Three, four 30. You ain't going to drink more than you're going to drink more than uh, I'll go on. I'll go under two and a half. Oh, that's 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 a lot of tomato juice, but I, it I, the nerves will will have it be flown. I'm kidding. Um, all right, and then we got Baltimore Buffalo. I think Buffalo comes out on top, high scoring game. I'm taking Buffalo with the points and the over. Cleveland at Kansas City again. This is my kind of question mark game of how it's going to turn out, but Cleveland with all those juicy points and um, I believe it's going to be low scoring. So the under. And then our bugaboo game of the week is I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I know, um, but I, I'm putting all my chips in Tom Brady's corner to not lose to a team three times in one season. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm also going to take the, the over in a high scoring game here, man. So I think awesome matchups. I'm super pumped for the divisional round here at the playoffs, man. So Best of luck to if you tail us all of our bets, dude. And I'll be sure to be to be definitely you know hitting you up on on our text, especially during the Bugaboo game on Sunday night. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, see you, see see everyone in the the championship round.